Um, with that, uh, I'm going to ask Mike to open us up in the word. Thanks, Tim. Um, yeah, thank you, Henry, for the food. Um, I was as I was pouring on the gravy, I, I was telling people, please don't tell Terry. Before we eat here, stays here. That's how we're to pray together. Lord, for this day, we give you thanks. For the food that we've enjoyed and the fellowship around the table that has nourished us, we are grateful. And we pray for Chris this morning as he comes to share. We ask that you um, speak through him and, and use him to encourage us all in our journey together. We thank you for every man in this room. Lord, you know we got our, our stuff that we deal with, the great things as well as the challenges. So be with us this day and encourage us that we might be your disciples. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <coughs> Great. All right, uh, just a couple of things. Uh, you know, one one of the things I was thinking about that I definitely think is uh, worth mentioning is, um, you know, us, uh, this past Sunday we celebrated uh, Tom Jones's last, last day at REM City and, and his uh, his appointment to, to a, to a uh, new church. And one thing I just want to say is just how grateful I've been for for all that Tom has done during his short time with us. And he certainly encouraged, he is, uh, he had a heart for men and, uh, certainly encouraged, uh, encouraged this breakfast and encouraged some other things that we're doing. And I'm just so grateful for Tom. And even though he's not here, I still think it would be remiss not to mention it and just to, to, to give thanks for him. Um, <clears throat> we have a, uh, got a good schedule, so I'm glad y'all asked. We continue during the summer, and uh, I'm glad we've got a good crew today, so thank you all for coming. Uh, we've got a couple of other uh, meetings coming up. On uh, July 10th, John Sharp will be leading us. Look forward to it, John. Thank you for doing that. Uh, and Mike Miller will be with us in uh, in August. Um, so there's a there's a piece of paper on the, uh, uh, on the table with some, um, with the future dates that we have coming up, and just, I would hope that you would take one of those with you and use that as a reminder of this one person, I've, at least one person that I've got to invite to come join us at, uh, at next month's meeting. So please go ahead and do that. Um, really excited and grateful. Oh, one other thing. Uh, Jenny Martin asked. We, we actually put some up at the, up at the front, but if you haven't signed in yet, we put, uh, we put some sign-in sheets at the table. If you'd please make a moment and, uh, we'll go ahead and get you on our list. Um, keep you updated of things that are going on. Uh, so excited to have a good friend of mine speak, uh, uh, share with us today, uh, Chris Damico. Uh, Chris is, I've known Chris for several years now. He's a member of the Foundation Sunday School class. Um, him and his wife Stacy are very, uh, uh, very active in the community. And Chris has just got a wonderful, wonderful story to share. Uh, not only his own personal testimony, uh, but some of the things that he's done, he's going to talk, talk about uh, uh, his service experience and, and over, the, over the last few years uh, with Action Ministries. And then Chris is, uh, 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 Chris is embarking on, on kicking off an uh, initiative that he's going to tell you about that, uh, that is uh, very exciting. So just so grateful to have Chris. Uh, Chris is also very involved with the youth program. Uh, and, yeah, and so... <laughs> We're just so excited to have Chris here today, and, and uh, I'm grateful for your friendship, Chris, and grateful for your leadership, and uh, grateful that you made the uh, the effort to uh, share with us this morning. So, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Appreciate y'all uh, coming out this morning, obviously, uh, especially when you saw my name and knowing that Mike um, did such a great job uh, last month. Uh, following him up is, uh, you know, humbling, to say the least. So, don't expect it to go as smooth as it did with him. <laughs> this is just forewarning. Um, yeah, I actually had to write some, some things down, but... Uh, um, well, I guess I'll start off just talking about um, my life in general. Um, I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, uh, my 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 mom and I lived there. My father left when I was four years old, so I was at an early age fatherless, which is not typically good, especially in today's world. Um, my mom did her best, uh, kept me in church. We were Catholic, grew up Catholic, was, uh, went to Catholic school. Um, so, you know, that was kind of her way of trying to keep things on the track, if you will. Didn't really work out. Um, as I, as I got older, as a teenager, obviously, uh, you know, probably somewhat angry, you know, disappointed, feeling unwanted, you know, all those things that a, a child would deal with without having a parent or a parent that left. So that led to a lot of um, uh, bad decisions, you know, drugs, alcohol, uh, you know, as a teenager, uh, just generally getting, finding trouble wherever I possibly could and, and uh, quite thoroughly enjoying it, actually. Um, but, you know, all, all along that way, um, growing up, being in mass every day, before school, something apparently happened because I always felt like, you know, God was there. I always kind of had that feeling that, you know, uh, God was real and, and, you know, he knew who I was and um, I thought I knew who he was and that was kind of the extent of my relationship with God. So there were times um, as a teenager uh, and, and, and definitely in my early 20s um, <clears throat> where, you know, I was in situations where I remember you know, God, please help me. So obviously, uh, I, I knew that, um, uh, that, that he was, he was there to do that and, and somewhat believed he would. Um, smart Rubio moment there. Um, so early twenties, things are going, you know, not so hot. I'm, I'm into all kinds of trouble. Um, just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd moved down to Buckhead, which was probably the worst decision of my life. Um, uh, was down there at about, uh, 20, 21 years old. Um, trying to go to school, but not really. Not sure what I'm going to do. Again, just no direction, really. You know, just thought I had it all figured out, but didn't have anything figured out. Kind of mentality. Um, I ended up getting into some trouble that uh, at, at, at an early age, again being down in Buckhead, running with some 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 guys and um, just kind of you know taking things to the extreme. Ended up getting in some trouble and found myself in a situation where okay, well you know now what are you going to do? Um, so that was probably the the kind of pivotal point in my life. Um, Twenty one years old and. Again, no direction. You know, I'm literally on my knees praying, okay, God, this is, this is a big one. I'm in big trouble here. You gotta help me. Just please get me out of this. <clears throat> Whatever it is, 
get me out of it. I promise I'll go a new direction and um, you, you just, you got to show me the way. So, lo and behold, the answer to that prayer, uh, it was answered um, in, in the form of a girl that I had been dating told me she was pregnant. That wasn't quite the answer that I was looking for. Uh, so, however, it, it was a new direction. So, I kind of, you know, I ran with it. Um, she and I were, you know, I mean, we were partying, you know, we were just hanging out, girlfriend, you know, she was 21, I was 21. Um, tried to kind of make that work, and and it just that just wasn't really meant to be. Um, but um, we lived together for about a year, um, um, kind of half heartedly. Tried to get married, just again didn't work. So, but here I have this son, and you know here I am in this situation, going, okay, wow, you know, this is, you know, my dad left, and he, you know, decided he had more important things to do, you know, and so that was not an option for me, obviously, and. Um, I had now some direction in my life. I had uh, a reason, you know, I had a reason to do the right thing. I had a reason to go the right direction. So, and at the time, again, I wasn't really um, relating this to, this was the answer to the prayer. It was only later in life that I looked back and go, oh, I see what you were doing there. Okay, I get it. But um, I, um, I, I kind of, you know, I started working. Actually, I started a business. Uh, I started working. I dropped out of school. I said, "All right, that's that's done." Um, I, I started parking cars in Buckhead. Started dolly parking cars, and <clears throat> ended up starting a business um, at an early age uh, because I needed to provide and 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 you know pay uh, take care of you know my family, my son, so uh, and his mom. Um, anyway, I did that. Um, I was still lost, but I had um, I had hope and I had some faith because some some things were happening. You know, um, I ended up uh, meeting uh, my wife Stacy about three years later, which was another answer to prayer um, because I wanted a family. I wanted to settle down. I wanted to provide a home. You know, a, a, a mother and a father for 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 my son. So I met my my beautiful wife. Um, and um, uh, that was 18 years ago. We've been married uh, coming up on 17 years now. Um, and again, uh, you know, looking back, it was an answer to prayer. You know, she was a godly woman. Um, she was probably in a similar stage of, of, of her life, you know, graduated from the University of Georgia, you know, sorority, uh, you know, just kind of going down the 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 path that her parents had laid out for her, but you know she wasn't actively involved in the church. She grew up in the Methodist church, um, but wasn't you know just you know out there um, uh, you know actively involved. So, but but she 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 loved Jesus. You know she she knew Jesus. So that was important to me. Um, so we we started a family. Um, uh, things started rolling, and 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 you know I'm I'm growing a business. Ended up selling my first business at the age of 28, um, which provided me an opportunity to um, invest and 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 do some other things. And, and my partner um, uh, at the time and I uh, started another company, um, which. Uh, which is called Ameripark, um, still have today. 
We got up to um, about 4,000 employees, uh, probably about $100 million in sales. Uh, we were all over the U.S. Um, so I was really blessed and thinking, okay, well, geez, you know, I mean, uh, you know, what do I have to worry about, you know? Um, and I was really focused on that and, 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 and my family and, and, you know, having, having children with, with Stacy and what have you. Um, so I was, I was preoccupied, uh, with, with life. And, um, 19, uh, I guess 98, um, I had met a gentleman, um, named Ray Holiday, who was a, um, he was what I call a, a lifelong missionary kind of guy. He was a fast, uh, you know, fast track real estate guy in his late 20s, early 30s, and this was back in the 70s. He's 72 now. Um, but he um, came to know Christ through uh, Campus Crusade, a uh, gentleman from Campus Crusade in IHOP down in Sandy Springs. I think he was 30, 31 years old. And he puts it this way. He said, I went from uh, a, coupe de, a coupe de ville to the Lord thy will. <laughs> and so he, um, you know, the rest of his life has just been nothing but pretty much full-time ministry. Um, in fact, he was on staff with Charles Stanley for, for, for a long, long time um, down at First Baptist. Um, but he sat me down in Buckhead one day. I got into a Bible study. I was like, all right, I need to get into a Bible study. I need to, you know, we, we had just started going to... Um, St. James UMC because my daughter had to go to preschool. They have a good preschool there. <clears throat> and I lived in Brookhaven. Um, so anyway, he um, um, he introduced me to, um, and this was a little bit before that, but he, uh, he, he basically sat me down and kind of um, uh, shared with me his faith story is what he did. Um, and it was a pretty, pretty awesome faith story. Um, but he introduced the gospel to me. And, uh, it, it, sitting in a La Madeline in, in Buckhead, um, I accepted, uh, Jesus as my personal savior. And so that was, for me, a, um, a, another pivotal moment. And I wasn't sure really quite what that meant and what all that entailed. Um, um, I, you know, looking back, that's, you know, this, that, you're signing, you know, you're signing up for something. There's, there's a lot entailed with that. Um, so I had accepted Christ as my savior. And, and again, you know, growing up in the Catholic church, I didn't really understand that, but uh, he explained it to me. And, and I, I said that prayer. Um, so slowly I started to change. You know, there's no question. Things were changing my life. The old habits that I was like, all right, well, that's just, I, you know, I can't do that anymore. I can't do this anymore. Slowly but surely. Um, but I was, I, I think there was, you know, part of me was still one foot was kind of in the world and, and one foot was over here. And I was kind of straddling the fence, you know, in, in a lot of ways. Um, now, I didn't believe that at the time. I just kind of, you know, and then again, looking back, you, you analyze these things and you kind of see where you were. Um, but again, business kept going, investing in, in, in a couple other companies. You know, everything's great. Um, I got to a point where I was like, okay, well, there's got to be more, you know, uh, to this. I, I, I need to really, Lord, I want you to use me. And um, 
I had a pastor, uh, a couple pastors that, that had an impact on me at St. James UMC, actually. Jim Cantrell, I don't know if any of you know Jim Cantrell. Uh, I'm sure uh, uh, Mike, I know Mike knows him. And then um, even more so, Jonathan Holston, uh, who was a gentleman that, that led, that took over for Mike Cantrell. He became a, a DS, and then Jonathan uh, came in to, to be our pastor. And um, I had a little, I started a little men's group with Jonathan and about four other guys and spent about a year with him. And that, that really, you know, started to really get in the Bible and, 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 you know, there was some, you know, I was being mentored, you know, I was being discipled. Um, and, and then also I had, I had Ray, I had brother Ray was, was discipling me, um, you know, outside the church. Um, so I'm praying that, that God, you know, what, what, Use my talents. You know, I'm not sure what they are, but, you know, use them, whatever they are. Um, I want to be used. You know, there's got to be more that I can be doing. Um, <clears throat> I was ushering at the front of St. James, United Methodist Church, and this little old silver-haired lady was always running around the church. Her name was Verdery Cunningham. <laughs> Mike laughs because he knows who I'm talking about. And Miss Cunningham, she walked up to me one day, I'd never talked to her, and she said, come here, young man, she had to be, I don't know, I mean, she was in her 70s, probably, and she said, I need you over here, not, hi, how are you doing, I'm burgery, none of that, just come over here, okay, so I walk over there, she opens up this closet, she says, you see all these cans, um, I need you to run these down to Grace United Methodist Church, Action Ministries, to the, 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 the women's kitchen, the guy who usually has been taking them down there for years, Lost his driver's license because he's so old. <laughs> so, of course, I said, sure, I'll be happy to drive those cans down there, uh, ma'am. Um, so she gave me, wrote a note or whatever the directions, and so I loaded these cans up in my truck, and um, I think that next Monday, you know, that next day, I, I, I drove these cans down there. And I went down there at lunchtime, you know, I was thinking, well, no, I'm on lunch, I'll run down there. So I get down there, and here's all these, all these, women are coming in, there buses, you know, pulling up from, turned out to be from the day shelter, and they're serving these ladies lunch. And I was just like, wow, this is pretty cool. Um, so I ended up talking to the lady who was running that, and it was a group called Action Ministries that, that, that ran this women's kitchen. Um, and I ended up serving there, started bringing people from my company. Uh, on a regular basis, every month we would go down there and, and we would serve lunch. Uh, different people would, 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 would come every month, um, uh, from the office and, and, and in our Atlanta, uh, office to, to serve lunch. And so I was like, okay, that was, you know, I started, I started feeling like I was doing something, you know, and that was, I was getting a lot out of that. I was being ministered to through that experience in a big way. Um, at some point, um, I was asked by this, uh, lady, Verdery, to come to a meeting, um, an action ministries meeting that just, just to observe and kind of listen in and see what's going on, you know, cause they do other things. I was like, okay, sure, I, I do that. So I show up at this meeting and, um, there's a guy, Frank Wyndham, uh, who, again, you know all these characters, um, Frank Wyndham, he starts talking and, and, um, and another guy starts talking, and, and they're talking, and I'm on my phone, and I'm busy, you know, whatever, and I'm kind of listening. Next thing you know, I hear my name called. 
<clears throat> and then they said, and then somebody says, all in favor say aye. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> I started to pay attention because I was trying to figure out what exactly, you know, what was everybody, why is everybody's hands up? And, you know, there was no nays. Um, so I was effectively taking Gregory Cunningham's uh, board position on Action Ministries um, because she was, her term was up and I was now going to be the representative for St. James UMC on their board. So anyway, that's how I got into, um, uh, my, it was my first official ministry uh, uh, um, uh, duty, if you will. So I ended up, you know, this is, um, you know, I'm, I'm, at the time, I'm 35 years old, you know, and so here I am, and I'm like, okay, well, so I guess this must be an answer to this prayer. I mean, this is a board. I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, at, at this level. I, I, I do this for a living, and, you know, as a managing partner, I, I get this. I understand how this works, and, you know, we can make changes, you know. Let's see what, what's going on. Um, that was not the case at all. <laughs> it's not the way it works. Totally different. Um the, the board was made up of, of, of you know, uh, a lot of people, mostly from the Methodist Church. Granted, the uh, Action Ministries, uh, as some of you may or may not know, was founded by the North Georgia Conference, uh, Methodist Conference, uh, 50 plus years ago. Um, it was split off for whatever reason at some point, um, and and is now um, uh, still. I, I, I believe it's the, the North Georgia Conference's largest extension ministry, essentially. And there, the, the affiliation is, is there a, uh, what I'll say, uh, the conference is, is our largest donor. That's what I'll say. Um, so anyway, um, and, and, and it's just a, uh, it's a great organization. Been around a long time, doing stuff all over North Georgia. But at the time, the gentleman I spoke of, Frank Wyndham, he was retiring. Uh, as the president uh, of, of the organization, and so they d- had to find a new uh, uh, CEO to run this organization. So, you know, a couple years uh, had gone by. They, we found a new CEO. I wasn't really involved a whole lot. I hadn't been asked to do a whole lot. I, um, you know, a couple little projects I worked on, a golf tournament, things like that. Um, the, the chairman of the board, I, I really liked a lot. And um, he had asked me, he said, hey, you know, I, I, I was wondering, he's a younger guy too, had sold a company and, um, uh, he's, you know, probably the youngest guy on the board. Um, and, and I really related to him. And he said, hey, would you mind being the vice chair? And I said, well, okay, well, well, wait a minute, hold on, what does that, you know, what does that guy do? And he said, well, you would just fill in if I'm not here and I'm always going to be here. <laughs> Don't fall for that. <laughs> so, um, I become the vice chair. All right, so I'm just sitting next to him, and he's doing all the work. You got the treasurer; they're doing, doing everything. I don't do anything. This is perfect for me. Um, well, I guess you know, two years. The CEO of this organization, we're losing. You know, the, the board people are dropping off, and there's no new. Board members come on. Again, it's a 50-year-old organization, okay? You'd think they had all this figured out. Um, half the board didn't like the CEO that they hired. He, the, the conference didn't like, nobody liked this guy. He was just, it wasn't going well. People were quitting. The whole thing was just like crumbling right before my eyes. 
And um, the chairman, uh, turned out, was the end of his term as well. So, of course, they're asking me to become the chairman of this board. And, you know, I'm like, no, there's no way I can do that. I'm, I'm busy. I got two businesses I'm involved in. I can't. I can't do that. Um, that didn't go real well. Um, so, essentially, what happened was um, we were we relieved this. The, the board got together enough people on the board because the board was fractured uh, over this issue. And um, we were we were without a CEO, so there was nobody to run this this organization. And we're helping you know a lot of people. I mean, they had forty some homes all over North Georgia with families in them, um, feeding. I mean, it, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff. Athens, uh, Rome, Augusta. Um, so a lot of people are counting. There's a lot of clients, as we call them, you know, counting on services of Action Ministries Inc. all over North Georgia. So I ended up. Was was told, hey, you need to go see the bishop. Who's the bishop? I don't know. You know who's that? <laughs> so I end up. I'm sitting there in 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 Bishop Mike Watson's office. Um, again, I've never been to uh, that. I forget what it is. Simpson Wood. I've never been to Simpson Wood, but this was apparently a big deal. And here I am sitting there, and this gentleman walks in, and he's like the President of the United States. <laughs> uh, you know, the whole thing was extremely intimidating. And he looks, sits down, and, and it's me and this other lady that was on the board with me as treasury, our treasurer, and, and the guy who's leaving as the chairman. Um, and, and he says, hey, I want to introduce Chris. Uh, he's the new chairman of Action Ministries. <laughs> And, and, and Bishop Watson, he looks at me, he's all right, well, how can I help you, gentlemen? I mean, this guy's on, I mean, you, you know, you, he's got to go. And so, you know, Pat kind of looks at me like, you know, I'm like, well, uh, we're, we're looking for a CEO for Action Ministries because they're, you know, big donor. I mean, they're giving us a bunch of money and uh, we need some help. You know, uh, we've got some issues. Um, and he said, well, you know, what, what are the issues? Well, we, we big issues. We have a, a split board. You know, what, what, what are we, what are we going to do? And so he proceeds to tell me the 18 boards that he's on, which are some pretty significant, uh, organizations. I'm like, okay, well, clearly this guy isn't, uh, uh, SME, a subject matter expert in board relations, so I should be paying attention. And, um, he, he says, well, I can tell you what to do, um, or I can tell you what, what, what's wrong is, is, you know, if you have a split board, not communicating with the CEO, you have a problem. <laughs> you know, that wasn't the answer I was looking for. Yeah, we, we understand we have a problem, that's why we're here. Um, he said, well, how can I help you? I said, well, we really need it. We need a CEO, you know, and, and, and we want you to look around and if you find anybody, we're going to start a search. So anyway, he ends up, um, really bringing a gentleman to the table that is just unbelievable and I've grown to know him. Uh, over the years here, the last four years, really, um, named John Moeller, who some of you may or may not know, but he was the CEO of Must Ministries for 10 years. Really built Must uh, uh, in, in, in to what it was. And ironically, Must split off from Action Ministries 20-some years ago. Um, and they do pretty much the same thing, um, uh, just different geographical areas. But um, he brought John to the table. Uh, we were able to... Um, uh, beat John into doing it um, because he really didn't want to. I'll remember. I'll never forget the call 
Um, I had met with John and explained the whole situation. I said, it's not good. We, you know, the board's, you know, we got four people left. We got to redo the board. We got to, you know, everybody quit. We got to hire this person, that person. Um, we're losing money. Donors are leaving. It's a total mess. And he's, you know, and he's, you know, he's like, why would I be interested in that? <laughs> so I, I'll never forget. But I knew that this was the guy. This was the guy that had to take the helm. And I remember standing in the parking lot. I'm getting ready to go golf. And um, I, I just talked to, to John. He said, well, well, let me think about it. Um, I'd gotten to that point. And I said, um, oh, gosh, I, I got to get this guy. If I don't get this guy, I'm in trouble because I'm going to have to figure this out. I want to go golf. <laughs> so, so I remember uh, Bishop Watson gave me his cell phone number. And apparently, you know, that's, you know, that's only an absolute dire emergencies would you ever use that number so i used it <laughs> and i called him and i said i said um i didn't wasn't even sure what to call him bishop mike i wasn't sure what to call him but bishop trust me bishop <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately i called him mike uh mike it's chris um you know who um listen um i just got the phone with, with john Moore. really want john he's awesome um, all right, well, how can I help you? Yeah, so he always says, well, how can I help you? I say, could you call John on his cell phone right now and urge him to take the job? <laughs> okay, I'll do that right now. Thank you, Chris. Click. That was it. John called me like 10 minutes later. He's like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, that's literally how it went. So John and I laugh about that now, about that phone call that he got from Bishop Watson that um, um, he was... Um, uh, that, 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 that he was uh, felt compelled to take the job. So it ended up working out. But anyway, at that time, we were Action Ministries was in the you know $2 million uh, uh, annual that we were bringing in um, and, and, and putting out um, uh, uh, revenue-wise. And uh, this past year, um, I ended my chairman uh, position um, in July, and uh, I will, I'm happy to say that the organization is completely turned around. Um, we have a, a fantastic board. Um, um, our board recruitment was was unbelievable in the last two years. Um, we brought in about six million, so we tripled um, the, the size of, of the ministry. Um, and the impact has 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 been probably tenfold that, that Action Ministries has, has been making throughout North Georgia. And I'm not saying that has anything to do with me, other than um, 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 God using me and my talents to organize and coordinate the right people, specifically John, um, to come in and 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 do that. So um, it's been an awesome experience for me. Um, I essentially, coming off of that experience, um, again, uh, it was an answer to prayer because God was using my talents. Um, we picked up, um, but but that was coming to an end, right? My term was up. They, they extended me one year as a transition. This year is just really as a transition board member. Um, uh, um, just the new chair coming in and what have you, um, who I work with and, and, and to take my place. But we, we were in Sunday school and we read this book, Radical. And this was, I don't know, about a year ago, a year and a half or so. We read that book. I don't know if has anybody read that book, Radical. Okay. So I read that book, and um, you know, I was I was really compelled to do something. 
radical. And um, God used my talents. You know, what, what what can we do? Well, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to Brother Ray, and he's got this little pin uh, on his desk. Uh, uh, on, on his desk, it says, "I found it." And I, I was asking, "What is that?" You know, that I found it. And he would go into the story about Campus Crusade did this thing back in the '70s called "I Found It." It's a big campaign. They put billboards all over the U.S. and uh, you, some of you may remember that campaign. It was, it was. Uh, they claimed 85% of Americans were were uh, uh, exposed to this campaign, um, and it was just a real exciting time for him in his in his journey, um, knocking on doors and you know just discipling. I mean, that's what they were going around doing, spreading the gospel, sharing their faith story. And I was like, you know, I, I need to be doing something like that. You know, that's that's really what I need to be doing. Um, and and so I kept again praying about it. God, what what's next for me? What is it? And this I found it thing just kept coming back, coming back, coming back. Um, I said, okay, well, I'm going to go Google that. I'm I'm just curious where where is that at? Like, what happened to that? You know, there was this huge campaign and all these people were involved. What happened? So I you know start googling and find out that Campus Crusade kind of you know the trademark and all the uh, stuff had like you know kind of died off in the mid '80s. Um, and there was just really nothing out there. So I got this broad idea um, uh, that, you know, well, maybe, you know, we should bring that back. You know, that was so successful. Maybe we should bring that back. So I'm praying about it. And at the time, I'm like, this is crazy. You know, this isn't going to work. You know, you'd have to get this and this and this and this and this. And all these things would have to happen for that, for, to do that. Well, of course, all those things happened. Um, and, and they just kept happening. And God was just continuing to open the door every time I would say, well, oh, okay, well then obviously that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. All of a sudden this would happen and sure enough, okay, God, I, I hear you, alright, you, I, I, you know, because that couldn't happen any other way. Um, I'll give you one example. Um, brother Ray and I are going back and forth and he's getting excited about this. He's 72 years old. He's like, oh, you know, he's just fired up. And, uh, <clears throat> I said, well, you know, we have to get the dot org or something, you know, we can't, you know, we have to get ifounded.org to, to do this digitally. Um, and, and, you know, that's obviously gone. You can't get that. And so, you know, he said, well, well, who owns it? I said, well, I don't know. Somebody, you know, so I, all right, well, I'll go find out. I went and looked it up and this guy owned it. And, 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 um, I, I got the guy's number. And I said, well, here's his number. Um, do you want to call him? He said, yeah, I'll call him. I said, okay, good luck. I said, he's not going to give it to you. He's not going to sell it to you. I mean, it's, you know, he'll want $50,000 for it or something. And so he calls me back five minutes later. He goes, all right, the guy said he'd give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't happen. You know, I'm like, so I call the guy and sure enough, yeah, you can have it. No problem. I don't, I don't need it. Okay. So he ended up getting it transferred over. Um, so there's just a lot of little things that, 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 that happened. So, I ended up meeting a gentleman, another, another uh, guy that I work with on some of my businesses that's a branding, um, guy, does a lot of stuff for North Point, um, Greg Rochelle, some pretty big organizations privately as well as, uh, in the church. He's a, 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 a great Christian man. And he and I had gotten up to know each other just, just working in private business and he, him helping me with the branding of some of, uh, my companies. And so I brought this to him and he, I said, you, you, you're the guy for this because you understand how this all works. And he immediately was just, uh, you know, thought this was just awesome. You know, he's like, I, I want to be involved in that. So anyway, 
this is what we ended up building. Uh, and uh, I'm going to 20 minutes here. Let's see. So what we wanted to do was essentially um, the vision was to bring back a gospel spreading campaign that was started by Campus Crusade back in the 70s. That if you go to their Wikipedia page and look. This is what it says. Three and a half million decisions were made for Christ through that campaign. A lot of people. Um, pretty powerful. And, uh, this, this, this verse to me is, is, is what it's all about. And if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. So our mission was to, we wanted to create an online platform that would allow people from all over the world to share their testimony. Um, <clears throat> what they found in Christ, and to create a place where people can connect to disciple one another, to be disciple. You know, where do you do that? You know, that I, I was struggling with that, and that was part of it. You know, those guys back in the 70s, they would go knocking on doors. You just don't do that anymore. You know, you get shot. So I, I didn't think that was going to work as far as disciple making or, or, you know, sharing my faith testimony. That was probably not going to work for most people. So this was kind of the answer. There, you know, I mean, the Internet is a door, right? I mean, you have an Internet computer in your house. That's a door. So can I get to you that way? So that was really the thought process. And to create a platform where, where people, again, can share their testimony and then start to communicate um, uh, with one another and find somebody that, you know, may be able, that you may have a similar face story to that you can connect with, and maybe this discipleship relationship could start and be fostered. Um Jesus, again, you know, the, the, the great commandment was, go therefore make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name, uh, them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and, you know, that's really what he asked us to do. You know, that's um, uh, our calling on each of us to do. Well, I, I need to figure out how to do that. And, and I'm sure a lot of you probably have asked yourself that same question. Well, how do I do that? Um, but he didn't say, go, maybe, or, hey, go if the timing's right, or, hey, when you're ready. No, he said, he was assuming that you were going. Go, therefore, and make disciples. It's pretty simple, pretty clear cut. And so I think each of us have to ask ourselves, how how are we doing that in, in our walk, here and now? So, quick history, Campus Crusade for Christ timeline. Um it was a billboard bumper sticker campaign launched with an 800 number. 85% of all Americans are exposed to the campaign. Uh, and by 1978, again, uh, it's in more than 100 countries and 3.5 million people uh, become Christians. Um, how the campaign worked now? Uh, we'll drive people to ifoundit.org through social media and billboards. Um, they would typically run a billboard for a week. And, uh, for two weeks, kind of a teaser billboard, people just driving like, what, found what? What are you talking about? You know, there's, it's all it says is I found it. Driving people crazy. And then the, 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 the second half is, uh, I found it, you can too, and then you give them, here's how you can find it. So it's kind of a teaser campaign and a reveal message is the way they did it. So this is how we would do it. Here's all the billboards, the digital billboards that we uh, are planning on running on at some frequency. Um, uh, for a month, two week and two week periods. Uh, this is through Metro Atlanta. This is just a page of the site. Um, I'm going to jump to uh, real quickly. Um, these are some slides of the uh, of the site. It's it's built on a Twitter on a Twitter uh, um, 
platform. That's how people communicate is through Twitter, and I'll show you that in a minute. Um, I'm going to real quickly just give you. Um, Thing, but. Oh, I like this. All right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play that video. Anyway, there's a video of the, the, and it's a really awesome video. Um, some of you got to see it in Sunday school. But it's, it's a guy from Campus Crusade who led this whole thing, and he's, he's in his, um, you know, probably 70s now, and it's, it's just an awesome video to watch. Um, um, but anyway. So, th- this is the, the actual um, site is, um, does anybody know the, uh, the code? Yeah, Holy Space Spirit. Oh, what is it? Holy, Holy Space Spirit. Um, Holy Space Spirit. Mm-hmm. So the site is up today. Um, so when you go to the site, you know, through social media, through a billboard, you end up at this site, right? All right, and you're still kind of like, what are these people talking about? What did they find? You know, and again, you know, who's who, who's driving people to this site? The Holy Spirit, right? I mean, you all came to some uh, point in your life. Where you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, but but you didn't get there on your own. Uh, you're what I call it. You you were a turtle on a fence post. Somebody had to put you there. Right? <laughs> that, that's that's the the Holy Spirit put you there. Right? And so the Holy Spirit brought this this person to the site. And so what they do from here again is not up to me. It's it's up to to the Holy Spirit. So the only option is you can either play this video or or you can put an email address in here. That's it. So some people may, you know, probably very few are going to go ahead and put their email in. They're gonna they're gonna play this video, and this is what they're gonna this is what they're gonna see. I found it. I found it. I found it. Lo encontré. I found it. What's out I found it. 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 So they play that video and still haven't told them what we're talking about. So probably at this point they're just like, okay, again, Holy Spirit. Maybe, you know, working on them to say, all right, we'll put your email in. Okay, well, I'll, I'm going to put my email in. Hey, can you turn that off? I don't oh, know. okay. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't told you what we found. So you put your email in, I'm just making up an email, and I hope there really isn't somebody that wants you to read. Uh, they're going to get a uh, an email telling them about Jesus. <laughs> you got a UAC going on down there. If you want to accept that, see that little blinking icon down there. Yeah. Click on. Now to your left. This thing. Yeah. 
I spent years chasing after a fulfilling life and trying to write my own story, but then I found true life. When my heart was broken due to two failed pregnancies resulting in miscarriages, I found comfort. I dealt drugs for years, but then the drugs started dealing me until I found a new direction. I had let pornography hijack my brain until I found true intimacy. Soy una madre soltera, creyendo dos hijos sola, y encontré paciencia. A lifetime of dreams were shattered after 39 years with my husband ended in divorce, bankruptcy, and foreclosure. Then I found perfect peace. As a child, I was molested by three different men, but I found forgiveness. I was burdened with self-consciousness, and then I found security. That's Christian. In my addiction to meth and prescription drugs, I became a drug dealer, and I found a new beginning. At age 26, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer, and I found healing. I never felt worthy of anything good happening to me until I found hope. At my lowest point of alcoholism, I reached out for help, and I found sobriety. After being a bunch to cocaine for 27 years, I found freedom. I grew up putting God in a nice little religious box, but then I found a true relationship. I found it. I found it. I found it. Lo encontré. I found it. What's our goal? I found it. I found it. I found it. So then you come to this screen and you have a choice. And again, Holy Spirit has brought you to this point. And you have either already found it Right, because you're assuming Christians, some Christians are going to come here. Um, you're looking for, or you want to know what is it, and you have the option of hitting touch, you know, one of the clicking on one of these buttons. And what that'll do is, is um, you 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 won't know this, but it will it will send an email. We're going to send an email to CDM to one two three hotmail, which is not my email address, by the way. Um, and and that, an email is going to come into my box. And it's gonna, and, and that, um, presentation before, you know, there's, there's a whole written out and, you know, we're introducing sharing the gospel, you know, with you and, and giving you some way, giving you some, some, some avenues that you can go down to, to connect, uh, with people. One, one of the challenges that we're, we're dealing with right now, we, we were supposed to launch, um, right after Easter and we, we pushed it off. Um, I, I ended up getting connected to Campus Crusade again. I, there's not enough time to, tell you all the crazy things that have happened, but I ended up, God led me to some people at Campus Crusade. They found me, Crawford, who some of you may or may not know, the pastor at Fellowship. He is uh, on Campus Crusade's um, international board. One of the ladies in that video goes to church there, told him about this. He said, yeah, because he was a Campus Crusade person for a long time. He said, yeah, I'm aware of it. They reached out to me. I met with them, and um, they kind of 
they wanted me to kind of hold off. They wanted to help with this and wanted to hold off until the fall until we could figure out how to get people to answer these emails. My answer to, to that when they said, well, who's going to answer the emails? I said, Pastor Ray. And they looked at me like I was crazy. So, um, I said, we hadn't quite figured that out, basically. So they said, well, let's, let's, let us help you with that because there's a good chance you're going to get a lot of emails. So I said, okay, that's fair enough. But again, I was just going out in faith. You know, the whole thing has been step by step in faith. Um, so when, when this, when you get to this, uh, there's a, um, it's not, anyway, there's a, the, the, the Twitter boxes will pull up. I, I had him do something uh, last night, but the hashtag I found it is pulling in from Twitter, and, and, and people are leaving and putting their testimonies. Again, we haven't launched, so so most of the hashtags are hashtag Jesus, hashtag, you know, different hashtags that are pulling in uh, uh, to, to, to Twitter. So anyway, that's how it works. Um, and again, I ask that you all be praying uh, for me and, and for, for, for I found it and, and what we're what we're trying to do and for um, you know turtles on the fence post uh, because they're everywhere. Um, they're all around you, and um, I think that you know at the end of the day, uh, we we all have to be looking around us and and, and looking for um, who. God has placed in our lives to disciple. You know, whether it's connecting with Him through through a platform like this, um, and hopefully that will happen. But but more importantly, in your immediate uh, life, your immediate family, your friends at work, people at the gym, wherever you are, there's a turtle on a fence post. There. The question is: Are you asking the questions? Are you sharing your faith story uh, 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 with them? And, and, and engaging in that type of discipleship uh, conversation um, to see where they're at in their faith. Uh, Mike last month asked, challenged everybody to write their faith story, your life before, how you met Christ and after Christ. It's really a simple thing to do. Um, I have mine uh, and and can say it in you know, less than a minute. Uh, I encourage uh, those of you who weren't here last month to do that. And to have that, and memorize that, because there are opportunities constantly, whether you realize it or not, I guess it's a question is, is are you wanting to live obediently uh, as a Christian to what Jesus has called you to do, which is make disciples? Um, are you, are you trying to live that out? And, and you have to have your faith story ready. I, I always think about it like, you know, could you imagine Paul's faith story? You know, what a, what a, that's probably a pretty, you know, hey, I was walking down a road and, you know, going to kill some Christians and next thing I know I'm blinded by this light and, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, I met Jesus and I just want to share that with you. You know, so everybody has a faith story. It may not be a Paul type faith story, but, but I'm sure there are a lot of you that do have a Paul type faith story. Um, as Mike said, you know, his story, he didn't wake up in a brothel. Um, I, I promised my wife I told her that I wouldn't, like, as a joke, say that I did, but um, I didn't really. It wasn't a brothel. Um, but um, you know, I just I challenge you to think about you know where you're at right now, and um, you know it's it's the difference between knowledge based Christianity. Um, and, and obedience-based Christianity. And, and, and I'll leave you with this. I, 
I came to a point in my life later in, in, in where I told you that I, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior in 1998. It wasn't until many, many years later that I realized there was another step to be taken. And that was the surrender piece. I hadn't fully surrendered. I hadn't asked Jesus to be Lord of my life. I, I, you know, I wanted him to be Savior. You know, everybody wants to be saved on the right-hand side. Everybody wants to die on the left-hand side. There's nobody over there. Well, that's what he's asking, right? Uh, Paul says in my verse, for me, and, and my surrender point was Galatians 2.20. Um, for I am crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And this life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me first. That's why I love. And he gave himself for me. And so you have to have that point in your life where you said, okay, this is it. It's you, not me. It's your life, not mine. Your will, not mine. And, you know, I think some people get to that point. They just get sick of themselves and say, all right, you know, I'm willing to do it your way now. But that's that's the difference. And when you get to that point, I think God really starts to speak to you about what he is really asking you to do. It's not something big like this. He might not be preparing you for that. But what he has prepared you for, no question about it, and what skill you do have is to share your faith story. Everybody has that skill. Everybody has that calling on their life, that you are to share your faith story and be constantly looking around for turtles on a fence post. They didn't get there on their own, but they got there, and and God's expecting you to allow him to live out his life in and through you. That's the definition of a Christian in my book. So, um, I challenge everybody, and I know we're, we're running over time here, but there's some cards and some pens that you could take it with you. Um, there's white cards. I just challenge each of you to list five people. Just think about five people, and you can do it today, now, whenever, but there's five people in your life that you know work, like I said, at the gym, whatever, the golf club, there's five people in your life that you know need to hear your faith story. That you know that God might be working on their hearts, right? That they need to know who Jesus Christ is. And the way to introduce the gospel is first and foremost sharing your faith story. That's how the disciples did it. That's how what how Jesus commanded us to do it. And <clears throat> I believe that uh, you're called to do that. So think of those five names, write them down, pray about those five people, whoever they are. Pray that God will bring about a situation where you can have that time to share your faith story with them. And you may have to chase them down. Go to lunch. Grab coffee. Say, hey, let's just get together. I just want to check in with you, man. You know, and I, hey, I don't know if you ever, if I ever told you, but I just wanted to share my faith story with you. And, 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 and everybody has one. So, um, that's what I'll leave you with. And thank you again, uh, for having me. And, um, God bless. All right. Chris was awfully nervous. I think he did a great job, didn't he? Yeah. So, thank, thank you, Chris. You know, when, uh, um, uh, when Chris shared that with our class, 
not that many weeks ago, I was like, we've got to show that. You know, you've got to come share that with us at uh, at the men's breakfast because it's just like, uh, one, first of all, uh, and, and I'd heard Chris's story before, and it's, it, it is uh, it's truly a powerful one, but what is also powerful to see is how God is at work through this church and how God is at work through the men of this church. And uh, God, and I, I really, really uh, appreciate that and, and uh, speaks to the... To, um, you know, the things that are happening in Sunday school when we're reading books and we're studying together and we're encouraging each other, inspiring one another. And uh, and uh, Chris just has a, just an amazing testimony and uh, obviously is showing a tremendous amount of initiative um, there. So if you're interested, uh, we we have some service uh, opportunities this month. Please take a look at it. Very similar to what we've had in the past. I had a little discussion I was going to have on that, but in the interest of time, we're going to – I'll do that next month. Uh, but I, I've gotten many calls from, from, from people about the service opportunities and, um, we'd just like to, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next month. Uh, but I would encourage you to please, um, uh, take one of the, one of the note cards that, uh, Chris had, uh, put together, uh, put on the, um, table, as well as, uh, these service opportunities. Please pray about them. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things you, you come and you, and you say that the rest of these have called that, different people have called, had called the action. Let's follow through. Let's do it. You know? So, that's fantastic. Uh, with that, I'm going to close with some prayer. And uh, usually I try to ask you to uh, introduce yourself to somebody in the room that you that, that maybe you've seen around but you don't know so well. And uh, I know many of us have to leave. We're a little, run a little late. I apologize about that. But if you have a chance, go up and just at least, at least say, say, say hello to somebody in the room uh, that uh, you haven't spent any time with one-on-one. So, with that, I'm going to close with some prayer. <coughs> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for our time together this morning. And Lord, we thank you so much for this church. And we thank you so much for the men in this room that uh, love you so much. Lord, you are good. And your love endures forever. And Lord, we thank you for that love that, that you've given to us. And Lord, we pray that we'll, uh, we'll follow through in, in going and telling people about your love. And go and tell people about how much you love them. And share with them how, through your love, our lives have been changed. And let them know that they can find that love too. Well, we uh, lift up the uh, I Found a Campaign. We thank you for all the blessings that you've bestowed upon it. And we pray that your, your hand be all over it. And your spirit <coughs> continue to uh, move it forward. Well, do things with this campaign that are beyond what any of us can imagine. Well, we thank you for Chris and his testimony. We thank you for his family, and Lord, we pray that you continue to bless him. Thank you again for all the blessings that we've received this morning, and please help us to go forth from this place encouraged and inspired, and let us let us tap into your power, and let us act in a way that brings glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.